This podcast is for investment professionals only. It is not for distribution to retail investors. This material has been provided for information and educational purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation to buy securities. The information provided and the views expressed in this podcast could change and are not necessarily the views of Premier Mighton. Reference to any stock, fund or investment should not be considered advice or an investment recommendation. Any reference to past performance is not a guide to future returns and the value of investments can fall as well as rise. You are listening to the Bright Thinking series from Premier Mighton, a regular podcast on investment views from Premier Mighton's fund management team. I am Imogen Harris, Assistant Fund Manager of the Premier Mighton Global Smaller Companies Fund. In this podcast, I examine how the unique local context of regions and countries is key to investing in emerging markets, particularly amongst the backdrop of a slowing global economy. One of the key challenges and excitements of investing in emerging markets, especially as a smaller company's investor, is the heterogeneity of the region. Even terming it a region is a misnomer as the emerging markets stretch across the continents. The MSCI Emerging Markets Small Cap Index contains 1,827 companies spread across 24 countries. The investment rationale for investing in these 24 countries has and will continue to change over the years reflecting the rapid evolution of both the countries and the constituent companies. Therefore, those investing in emerging markets need to continually check and test the case for investing in particular regions or sectors. And part of this is breaking down the emerging market jargon to better understand the space we are allocating capital to. So how do you define an emerging market? When asked to name one, an investor would give a vast range of answers. For me, I would use a definition as broad as possible to fully reflect the wide range of investment opportunities on offer within these regions. The word developing implies an economy that is still undergoing an evolutionary process, and despite the lack of granularity, it does seem suitable. Each region and individual country is driven by unique economic, social and historical factors, which can lead to a variety of investment outcomes that may emerge over the long term. So what can indices reveal about emerging markets? The purpose of investment index is to provide a replication or representation of a certain proportion of a market. Therefore, we can use the composition of a major emerging market index to reveal this changing nature. In December 2000, emerging markets only occupied around 5% of the market value of the MSCI All Country World Index. And by June 2020, this market value composition had doubled to around 12%. Moreover, we also saw extensive changes within the emerging market proportion. China went from occupying around 7% of the emerging market proportion to nearly 40% over the same time frame. So, its composition of the MSCI All Country World Index went from 0.3% to 4.8%. A passive investor needs to understand that the makeup of their investment may change substantially over time and monitor the impact this may have on their investment goals. Another angle to examine this idea from is the rise and subsequent fall of the concept of brick investing. Around 2000, the investment community saw Brazil, Russia, India and China grouped together as the four emerging markets with enough combined economic horsepower 
to unsettle the incumbent G7 markets. The thesis being, if these nations could close the GDP per capita gap versus developed markets, the potential for outsized investment returns could be realised. So did this latent economic potential materialise over the last two decades? The answer is sort of. Over the last 20 years, three countries, excluding Russia, have outperformed the broad emerging and developed market indices, but only across set time periods. The counterpoint to the strength in the BRIC market performances is the volatility of the individual country indices. The strongest performer has been India, outperforming the MSCI World Index, which comprises developed markets, by 478% in US dollar terms and 1,062% in local currency terms. The outperformance of Brazil peaked in 2008 and has been underperforming since. Until China's economic deceleration after the zero COVID policy in early 2021, it had delivered the strongest BRIC performance. Now, with the zero COVID policy rolling off, China may again return to its performance leadership. Russia, unsurprisingly, has had a very poor 2022. These country index comparisons speak to the idea that each country can be driven by their idiosyncrasies, and it is important to consider investments within the local context. The process of moving from an emerging into a developed economy is never an upward or linear trajectory. How can a global investor incorporate local context in their investment framework? As a team, we believe in employing an investment process that monitors our universe across various levels, on a stock, country and sector level. And tracking these long-term macroeconomic factors can add value in terms of how we control risk. The heart of our philosophy is that we believe in the local context, investing in high-quality companies that have the potential to become larger companies of tomorrow. Understanding domestic drivers behind these changes will help us better assign capital to these winners of the future. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode interesting. Look out for other episodes in the Bright Thinking series. This podcast is for investment professionals only and is issued by Premier Might and Investors, which is the marketing name for Premier Portfolio Managers Limited and Premier Fund Managers Limited, which are authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. The value of investments can fall as well as rise. Thank you.